Hello beauties, welcome to Uniquely You. I'm your host, Terry. I'm the face behind Midlife Eve. I'm an identity shift mentor, small business owner, mum, wife, and all around funny bitch. Here on Uniquely You, we are going to be scaling all of the taboo subjects and revealing a few hard-hitting truth bombs. I'm going to be interviewing some epic women from all walks of life to bring you a little bit of inspiration and empowerment, but also to help you think outside the box. So strap yourself in, it's going to be a ride. Welcome back. Today we are talking to Brooke, who I met six years ago, Yeah. I think. And she has just been my go-to girl for all the things sex and sex toys pretty much ever since. (laughs) She's an absolute powerhouse of a woman who gets shit done and she's a wealth of knowledge in all of these subjects and is a total open book to talk to. Some of you might recall a few weeks ago, if you follow me on Instagram, the time I had multiple orgasms and then I lost my hearing. I thought that it was just all in my head, but then obviously my person to call was Brooke and she confirmed that it can actually happen. So just a disclaimer, today we're going to be speaking about our own experiences. We're not medical professionals, so just let that be abundantly clear. If you have any medical concerns whatsoever, you do need to seek a medical practitioner. This podcast is purely for entertainment purposes only and intended for us to just inspire you to make some positive changes in your own life or just for entertainment, whatever fits you. So Brooke, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> we um, have been talking about this for a really long time and it's finally happened. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> um, so how did you start out in the sex toy industry so really funny story so I started out about seven and a half years ago just after I had my daughter so I'm a mum as you know of two children a daughter who's nearly eight and a son who's nearly three (laughs) and I actually started because I was broke so um, at the time I was working in real estate and I was breastfeeding Georgia on the lounge room floor at mum and dad's house and I remember sitting there thinking there has to be another way that I can financially support my family there has to be a way that I can still live my truth as a human and also contribute to the household. So it was actually my husband who turned around and oh, said to it. me, <laughs> and said to me, why don't you sell sex toys? And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I <laughs> so, mean, you know, <laughs> you know, he's human, but, um, yeah. So after doing some research, I said, take my lack of money. I had 92 cents in my bank account. 92 cents. I, I know. It. I was living the dream. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I actually, I looked into companies and I found a company that I aligned, aligned with in terms of, you know, sexual health. Their product was amazing. Um, they were very new to Australia. They'd only actually yeah, been... Yeah, that's right. Because they're based in America. They are based in America. Yeah. So they'd actually only been in Australia for not even eight years at the time. There was nobody in Melbourne doing it. And I thought, you know what, this could be something really cool. I've always been the sort of person who creates conversation around sexual health and the body. So yeah, I can um, definitely vouch for that. And I'm exactly the same too. Yeah. Yeah. So I jumped on board and that's how I started. 
I love it. So were you a little bit scared at some point? Because I know that this has definitely been a topic of conversation when I've attended your parties. Were you scared at some point about standing up in front of a bunch of women talking about a, a taboo subject for quite a lot of women and families? Although it's 2022, it's still a little bit taboo. Even when I'm talking to girlfriends, they're like, oh, these conversations never come up with my girlfriends. And I'm like, uh, they do with mine. <laughs> um, what? So I was excited and equally terrified. I think the thing that scared me most was I was the person to break that barrier in my area. I knew nobody else who did this. I knew nobody in the state who did this. Um, I was excited because I got to meet new people and create conversation. But I think ultimately I was scared of the judgment. I went to a Catholic school growing up. I had, you know, friends who were very not as open-minded as I would have loved. And I was labeled weird at school for having those conversations. I'm definitely the outside of the box girl. So I was definitely the black sheep of my friendship group. And I think if anything I was just more scared to be the failed dildo lady (laughs) (laughs) I was like I can't be the lady who tried to sell a vibrator and And sucked at it so but you haven't and here you are seven years later killing it at selling dildos thank you (laughs) (laughs) um something that definitely shone through when we met there was 20 like picture this in your head there was 20 pissed women in my lounge room and some of them were pretty rowdy and I was just in awe at how you kept your shit together and held the room and kept your composure the entire time like my jaw was actually on the ground when you finished you just didn't fuck around you just delivered the info in an hour and that was it yeah I remember your party and it's definitely one of the rowdiest I've had still to date (laughs) I'm gonna say honestly top five rowdy yeah 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 no I, I figured that it was and let it just be known that when I found Brooke I emailed <laughs> I emailed and said don't send me a shit consultant so she had big shoes to fill coming in and yeah there was as I said there was 20 pissed women like it was rowdy but it was such a memorable night still for other guests at that party they still talk about that it was a lot of fun it was and I think too that was the start of our friendship because I think for us you asked me a question about the product and I remember vividly the product and the question you asked me and I turned around and I said am I responding as Brooke or am I responding as a professional and I honestly will never forget that and you said respond to me as Brooke and I remember I answered honestly and openly and I really believe that that was the start of our friendship. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm such a non-bullshit kind of person. I gave up lying many, many years ago <laughs> from getting caught out. So I take people at face value and, you know, I trust in what they do say. And I could see from you standing in front of us for an hour talking about the products and, you know, orgasms and, you know, just vaginas and everyone's sort of like, hee And you're just like getting through it. And, you know, it's just absolutely second nature for you so what does your family have to say about you selling dildos so my family are incredibly supportive when I first started this journey obviously I wanted the approval of my parents I'm Mm. very close with my family um my parents are small business owners and they actually turned around to me and said look at the end of the day um if that's if that's what you want to do we are going to support you um my pop nearly had a heart attack um (laughs) my husband's family wasn't too sure and I still think they 
aren't too sure still but over the years it's been amazing because I do have younger sisters who are in their late teens mm. and it's been a source of education for them and I think a lot of people look at the product I sell and forget that there's a lot of education and empowerment behind it. Absolutely. So when yeah. it comes to my family, they're incredible. They're supportive. They mm. ask questions and I'm finding that as my younger sisters get older, they're nearly 18, I'm becoming that safe space for them with their friends to talk about sexual health. And I think it's really cool oh, because that's so cool. Yeah. we get to set that precedent for them. Yeah. So yeah. None of this guessing. My grandma actually fell pregnant the first time she had sex because she was told by her boyfriend that you couldn't fall pregnant the first time you had sex. Wow. Because they just didn't talk about anything like that. And then since then, my home has always been, like when I was growing up, a very open place and we talked about all the things and we're following that same route with our kids as well so that they fully know everything. And it actually has come in handy there was some a bit of um, fiddly business going on underneath a blanket one day when we were at like an evening kids play date and my kids knew exactly what was going on and they were only little but they knew that that was inappropriate and as soon as they hopped in the car to go home they said mum they were doing inappropriate things and I'm just like so grateful that they knew that that was something that they don't you know interact with so yeah I think it's definitely important and you know educating as you said your sisters and that younger generation Mm. as well and to be open about it because it is so taboo and you know oh no don't talk about it or it's like kept private or not talked about and I think that's where a lot of people are really struggling then once they're got a partner and all that sort of stuff they're struggling with all that sort of stuff so obviously your husband is okay with it if he suggested it he is he turned around and said you know what babe if it doesn't work we've got a box of cool stuff (laughs) <laughs> that he gets to have fun that with he too. gets to have fun with and he's incredibly supportive if anything he's been my backbone throughout this journey yeah absolutely. um not only product testing but he'll be honest he'll offer something from a male perspective he'll yeah. really bounce ideas off me and, and to be honest he's actually he's become my business partner in the sense that his openness and transparency around the products has helped me to grow mm. and has helped me to offer not only that honest feedback to women personal experience yeah um but help create that conversation because i know for me what questions i would have wanted answered so um he's been amazing he's he's it has been really good i know when you go live on your facebook group and he's been involved that it's an absolute vibe but he's talking about it from the partner's perspective because you are directly based towards women the the parties that you hold are women only. That's right. And I know you have had consultations with couples mm-hmm. if that does happen, but it is good to get a man's perspective on things and he's in the depths of it. You know, he's got range to all the things and, you know, I love that he's so involved with that. So I know you've got a few clients in your area <laughs> who, who go to school with your with your daughter. Are you just uh, dealing dildos out of the boot of your car in this school car park? <laughs> the dilly dealer is back. So it's really interesting. When I first started, so um, I moved to the area about six years ago. I knew nobody. And when I first started, I actually met a lot of these mums at kinder. And I felt that, if I'm honest, I was avoided a little bit because of it. But over the years, I think they they come to learn me. They come to learn the business. They come to learn that it was empowering. And yeah, there are quite often times where I will now take orders 
to school meet these women in the car park. Um, even the teachers at the school have, have been incredible. Oh, I this have is so good. Clients um, who are teachers, and it's one of those things because what we do is very confidential. You are a fucking vault. I am. I mean, I have tried many a times <laughs> to get information out of you and you're a fucking vault. And I'm like, come on. You're one of the most trustworthy people on this planet. And knowing that going into something, you know, you're talking about the depths of somebody's deepest, darkest desires, yeah. but also they're, they're quite vulnerable when they come to you and sit down with you and, and discuss, you know, what they need in their life. And you can, you know, give that to them. So if it's a teacher or a parent at school, who fucking cares? Well, this is the thing. And I think, too, it's created conversation amongst their own friendship circles. And I know that quite a few of the ladies have come to me based on a referral or word of mouth because they've had a prolapse or they've just experienced a hysterectomy or they're struggling with lack of libido after being married for 15, 20 years. And I think it's really cool now because they can see the education behind it, the quality of the product that can help enhance their experience. Yeah. And that's the most important thing to me. And the cool thing is that a lot of these women are nurses. Mm. A lot of these women are in the medical field. Yeah, wow. So the fact that they can acknowledge that too, like mm. our products have been gynecologically approved, mm. their pH balance. So I think that's amazing. And I believe too that that's helping them create conversations with their kids. Yeah. Which is really important. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think we definitely need to educate the the younger generation so you're an incredible leader you have over 150 women in your team who you regularly train and I think this is a really important note because you are not only selling dildos and I think when you first start out and that judgment it is like oh she's selling dildos but there's so much more to it and the education at that first party that I attended, the education behind it actually blew me away. So you're out training these women, you know, in not only sales, but also in sexual health. And you've definitely been my go-to over the years when I've needed to know the answer to something. Um, and there's been a fair bit of that over the years. Like the time I uh, <coughs> broke out in hives. <laughs> that was an interesting one. And recently lost my hearing. Um, or even needed a recommended device, you've definitely been, you know, trustworthy to be able to come to for that. And so that's obviously happened for you with a range of women, as you've just been talking about, you know, they know that they can come to you. And because you've been in business for so long, they've started to get to know you. And, you know, as you said, they might have needed a product earlier, but then down the track, they need, so, you know, they're having hysterectomies, they're having prolapses, all that sort of stuff. And they still know that you're their go-to girl for that sort of stuff as well. It's interesting. So at the peak of our team, we were at about 375 women deep, um, turning over about $2.2 million a year just in Victoria. But you're right, those women are going That's out. That's a lot of dildos. <laughs> it is. There's a lot of happy especially, women. Especially <laughs> so, through lockdown. <laughs> especially through lockdown. And I think it's it's really cool because, you know, I am connecting with these women um, quite often and there are sexual health courses available. So not only are we selling an enhancement in terms of a product, but we are creating that conversation. And I'm going to say we are like a small army of women empowering and educating along the way, which I think is really, really special. But yeah, and, and this is the thing about, you know, the time you got hives or the time you lost your hearing. Because it is such a taboo subject still, I'm trying so hard to break that stigma. And, yeah. and I love that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you here today, because... 
I've been finding even just in DMs, the conversations that I'm having, there is a stigma. There is. Why the fuck is there still a stigma? Yeah, I think people are scared and I think it's... I think at the end of the day, it comes back to past beliefs and upbringing and no permission to explore their body. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, masturbation was never talked about whatsoever in any realm of my life when I was a kid. In fact, I don't think I started until I was about 18 or 19. And in my friend circle, I know that people had started prior to that. I've had conversations with people now, but it was just never talked about. And so that's why I'm like, ladies, if you're not masturbating, you need to start. Come on. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So um, what's your most commonly asked question in your role? So the most commonly asked question I have found, one, are questions about the anatomy, which blows my mind. So even though, you know, you take health classes at school, it is very, very simple. And a lot of women don't understand that the vulva is made up of so many different parts. The Mm. vulva is, you know, it's more than just a clitoris. There's so many nerve endings. There's more... People just don't understand. So I get a lot of anatomy questions. And the second thing that people ask me, they go, do you use these products yourself? And Mm. I honestly believe it doesn't come from a place of being nosy or wanting to understand the product. I think it comes from a place of them wanting to feel validated Mm. and understand that, you know, those feelings, thoughts and desires are normal. Yeah. And And they are. They are normal. And And this is the thing. And I think, you know, it is... 2022 and the conversations are becoming more frequent Mm. people are speaking about these things but that's definitely the most commonly asked question and i'm not gonna lie Mm. like these products have changed my life they've changed the life of so many women even the most basic of shaving creams you know you don't understand Mm. how a decent shaving cream or a decent moisturizer can help take away discomfort and irritation and you know a really awful experience that they may have had so i think women just want to hear that they're in the same boat yeah and that they're They're normal yeah 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 absolutely what's something that blows you away when you're in the parties that women don't understand that they have the ability to achieve an orgasm through solo play for one um that women don't realize that masturbation is normal that self-exploration is normal and it has so many health benefits oh an yeah unbelievable amount of health benefits from you know hormone releases to what it does for your skin to what it does for your blood flow so that's definitely an awesome conversation that we get to have i definitely didn't realize all the health benefits of having orgasms and when I actually, when I was breastfeeding and I, you know, I was up through the night and I was sleep deprived, if I needed to have a nap in the afternoon, I was like, I think I just need a quick orgasm to uh, send me off to sleep. <laughs> exactly. It's actually one of the best ways to get off to sleep. Sometimes in the middle of the night, if I wake up and I can't get back to sleep, I'm like, time for an orgasm. <laughs> it does. It, it helps improve the quality of your sleep. I remember somebody else who attended one of your parties had said that there was a woman there who had never actually considered buying a toy to use herself. She'd only looked for buying a toy for her and her partner to use and that yeah she'd never thought about you know using it herself. For me using toys and exploring yourself helps you to figure out what you like and what you're into so then you can direct your partner in the right way because what works for one woman you know your partner might have had you know multiple partners but every vagina is different every mind is different that might not work for that person it's exactly right i think the most important thing to understand sexy starts when the sun comes up and it is absolutely a mindset Mm -hmm. 
confidence in the bedroom is a mindset and there is nothing more attractive than confidence whether that's if you're sharing that with somebody whether it's with you exploring that with yourself but that's the thing so many people have been so nervous to try bedroom accessories because of the stigma around it and they also think well does this mean I'm broken or does this mean Mm. my partner's not satisfying me and I really Mm. just want to drive home the point that these are enhancements. I always say, look at bedroom accessories like the topping on your ice cream. Mm. Vanilla ice cream is delicious, Fuck but yeah. sometimes you want sprinkles or yeah. caramel or Milo on top. I love that. And that's idea. what I would yeah. say. And I think as you you hit the nail on the head just then, when you understand and learn what your body likes and what your body responds to, mm. you can communicate that with a partner. And yeah. your sex life yeah. will go through the roof, the pleasure, the connection, and think about it. You're happy. So even think of the emotional responses that this is going to cause and, and have a flow on effect because yeah in in your relationship not only in the bedroom but also just you know in your relationship in general exactly i think a lot of women that i speak to are actually quite sexually unfulfilled in the bedroom from having bad sex and i know you don't know the difference between bad sex and good sex until you have good sex but it just it just blows (laughs) just blows my mind but i mean it seems so taboo and nobody's talking to them about it or helping them sort it sort it out or you know talk through it and that's why I really love having conversations like this in a public forum like this because it gives women access to this type of information that they may not be able to get themselves and sometimes going to see a sex therapist sometimes isn't something that's okay for them maybe they can't afford it maybe they just live in a place that they can't get access to somebody or one of the partners is too embarrassed about it to seek help because it is taboo and it isn't talked about and that sort of stuff but if only they knew they could get the help and it would lead to mind-boggling, <laughs> mind-bending orgasms if they just dug that little bit deeper. And you're so right. And I think, too, that is what is so cool about having your girlfriends around in a safe space being your home and having these conversations because these conversations are starting to happen organically. You think about mm. it, you have one or two drinks, you start to loosen up, you know, you start to lose a little bit of your inhibitions. And I think that's when some really powerful conversations around sexual health and empowerment and experiences happen. Yeah. And women can go, well, I do that too. This is what I like. This is normal. Yeah. So I think that is, well, I know that is why, we are a company that is based directly around women's empowerment because the conversations that come from that is very, very powerful. And I know that I've had conversations with women in private shopping rooms that have changed their life. Yeah. So I, I know um, even just, you know, from us meeting six years ago, I remember it was difficult for me to get bedroom accessories into the bedroom mm. And I think there is a lot of that that does happen. You know, men don't think of it as being their friend to help them. And I know your husband's talked about this before as well. You know, it's think of it as your as your wingman, not as your competition in the bedroom. You're exactly right. You know, toys aren't designed to replace. And I've said this before, toys are designed to enhance that experience to help two people or one person experience that connection within themselves, to experience pleasure on a whole different level. Um, But not only that, you know, bringing in a lubricant to the bedroom, you may have had years and years of discomfort due to a dry vagina Mm. and not talk to anybody about it. So many women I speak to, especially, uh, you know, coming into perimenopause, all ages, you know, mid-30s to mid-40s, 
are experiencing dry vagina and after having babies you know your whole vagina and your makeup just changes after you have kids it's it it's all very different especially if you've had traumatic birth or you know forceps or being cut open or all that mm. sort of stuff it all affects it and you know, it's terrifying the first time you have sex after you've had a child. It is. It is terrifying. So I'm a mum that has had two emergency C-sections. Mm. So I know for me, finding my body again, my body had changed so much. Mm. But a lot of women through conversations are thinking, well, I'm a mum now. And they, they shut that whole sexual side of them off. It's not dirty. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. And I think the really cool thing too about these conversations is that women are starting to talk about libido. They're talking about jumping back on the horse, so to say. And yeah. the thing is, it can... Your libido does come back. Yeah. And, and that's what one of the big things that I'm really trying to drive home with Midlife Eve is, oh, I can't do that. I'm a mum. Or, you know, I can't fuck like a porn star because I'm a mum. What? Yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. We're here to tell you, yes, you can. You are still you. First of all, you are you. Yes, sure, you're a mum and you're a wife and you're a sister and all those other things, but you are you first. And this is talking about you as your own person and bringing that pleasure back into your own life. 100%. And I think one thing to remember is self-care is not selfish. Yes. And masturbation and self-worshipping and self-pleasure is absolutely self-care yeah. because when you fill your cup, yeah. you're able to help others fill theirs. When I feel like I'm fulfilled, I am a completely different person. The change in the energy in this household that has occurred in the last 12 months, my mum lives interstate and she hadn't visited for a while, obviously, nine months of lockdowns. And when she returned after I'd been through this identity shift... She was gobsmacked. She's like, I cannot believe this house is completely different. And yeah, I am starting to look after myself now. Mm. Sure, I still masturbate as much as I used to. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, my mindset's completely different. I'm focusing on completely different things. It's completely changed our relationship. My husband said to me, whatever it is that you're doing, keep doing it because it's amazing. So, yeah, looking after yourself does have a real roll-on effect to the rest of not only your family but also your wider community and those people around you and the workplace and all that sort of stuff. It's it's amazing. I think it's really overlooked that sexual desire really starts before the bedroom. As you said earlier, sexy starts when the sun comes up. I know for me, if something happens during the day and I'm irritated, I'm like, nah, doors are closed, mate. Get it. If he saves a damsel in distress like he did a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, sploosh, take me now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true though. And as I said before, even shaving your legs, moisturizing, putting on some perfume, putting on some lingerie, wrapping yourself up and presenting yourself to yourself as the gift that you are, really change your entire experience. It just puts you into that real feminine flow and you just feel (laughs) sexy. It's like when you put on your your makeup and you've done your hair you just feel different it's a completely elevated feeling of what you are but something can so easily take that away but I think that's something that's really missed is sexy isn't always just you know putting on some lingerie or something it's it's the full kit and caboodle it is it's a mindset I think most importantly and when you have a healthy mindset 
and an open mind about your sexual experiences, your desires, your pleasures, what turns you on. Because one thing you need to remember, what turns someone off might turn someone on. So I think it's really important to explore that. But it does. It changes. It literally changes the chemical balance in your brain. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't know that, I hope your mind just got blown. (laughs) Yeah, because it's amazing. Yeah. So our bodies are um, fucking incredible. It's, it's self-care. It's not selfish. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's been a really hard thing for me to get my head around in the last 12 months is taking that time out for me and knowing that I'm not being selfish, that it actually benefits not only me but everybody. Mm, 100%. And often if communication isn't that open in a relationship, which sometimes that's the case, one person also might be a little bit scared to open up about certain things that they're desiring, certain positions, toys, or even kinks that they have that they might want to explore for fear of rejection or ridicule from, you know, their partners or even, you know, in that environment with friends and things like that as well. I'm a completely open book and I do have people mention things to me and I love to have open conversations, you know, on all sorts of stuff around this because, again, at the end of the conversation, it's potentially going to lead to someone having a mind-boggling orgasm. And I mean, what's not to want about that? (laughs) What's a message that you want to get out for women? Firstly, you are not broken. Secondly, don't overthink it. Get out of your own head. Allow yourself the opportunity to relax, breathe, reflect, understand what it is that you want, understand what you desire, and explore that. Absolutely absolutely. explore that. You know, masturbation is so normal. Masturbation medically, if it happens every day, it's it's actually really good for your health. Yeah. And I just want people to understand that there is a life of sexual desire and pleasure that it's not dirty. Yeah. It's not a dirty thing. So um even though, you know, it does still have that taboo around it, start that conversation. Yeah, I know like lowering the heart rate and helping you to relax you know, there's so many people out there who are who have got like high blood pressure and all that sort of stuff. Guys, you need to start masturbating a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and often there isn't much foreplay happening. I mean, I know in this age bracket of women who are going to be listening to this, a lot of them are going to be parents. And, you know, we've all had mom and dad sex before. You know... You know what mum and dad sex is. It's like, quick, the kids are watching Paw Patrol for 15 minutes. Let's just quickly try and get one in. There's no time for any fucking foreplay with that. <laughs> we get that. Um, but having certain products that can help you, I remember getting hold of O. Mm. And my God, it blew my mind. Well, see, this is the thing as well. And I think one thing that we're forgetting is foreplay is so important. And foreplay, in my opinion, is just as important as penetration, whether it's with a body part, a bedroom accessory, Mm. or whatever else that you may be using that is safe, (laughs) can I just say. But peel it back. Bring it back to gentle touch. Um, I just instantly thought of a fucking banana there. Foreplay can be anything from intimate touching, such as massage. Foreplay can be, you know, sexual text exchange between two people. And everybody has a different meaning for foreplay as well. 100%. You know, some people like to be massaged and touched and relaxed, whereas some people get pleasure from pain. You know, Mm. there's all different sorts of 
of foreplay for every different person. So really figure out what your thing is that you're in. Exactly. And foreplay is different for everybody yeah. else. So just because you have an, an idea or the social construct of foreplay being, you know, oral favours. Yeah. Get out of your own head. This is about you. This is about your experience. This is about what you and your partner like. If you are sharing that with a partner, yeah. um, it could be exploring your own body with a bedroom accessory. It could be using your hands, your fingers. Get creative. Mm. Find what works for you. Because one thing I will say, wet does not mean ready. And I yeah. really just want people to understand yeah. that. And foreplay is actually, not only is it a psychological thing for us, but on a physical level, it helps our body prepare for penetration or stimulation. Yeah. And it helps our body be safe in doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if the muscles aren't relaxed and you're trying to shove a fist up your <laughs> arsehole, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> And not, no amount of lube is going to make that happen. Also, m- mindset is a big part of that as well. If you're thinking about all the things that you've got to do tomorrow and you can't relax and switch off to get into the mood enough for you to actually be able to enjoy it, you're not going to enjoy it. And, you know, foreplay, I'm sure for some people foreplay goes for five, ten minutes. But for other people, foreplay goes for like an hour or two. And that's totally fine and that's totally normal. And maybe you only do foreplay activities. Um, I know something that was really great is you guys have got some prompt cards mm. that you use, which also helps, you know, and there's really cute ways that you can use those, you know, like leaving them in your partner's lunchbox. It's just little sexy things that you can do that, that switch that mindset up for people and have conversations about it. Talk about the things. How was that for you? You know, did that work for you or did it not work for you? All these conversations need to be had until mm. you find what works. Conversations is so important. Communication is so important. And look, I'll be honest. I met my husband when I was 17. Mm. I was 17. He was 21. I was pregnant at 21, married at 22. So I have grown not only as a human with him and not only as a parent, but as a sexual being as well. And I think if anything, communication has really been something that we've managed to enhance through this experience, through my journey of, of you know, my sexual health journey and, and teaching. Communication is so important because it's literally, in my opinion, a make or break. It really is. And there are different prompt cards out there. So, mm. you know, if you are feeling a little bit shy or, you know, you're hesitant to try something because you're, you're embarrassed, you can be like, well, suggestion says, yes, have a conversation about yeah. it. Have, as you said, Turn debrief. Turn somebody else. Yeah. Debrief. You know, when you're in that space, when, you, when you're feeling comfortable and confident enough to talk about it what did you like what didn't you like what can we change because believe it or not at the end of the day words are so powerful and communication is key and I'm telling you now as a woman who is nearly 30 years old who's been in a relationship for 12 years communication has saved my relationship banging on about communication all the time absolutely fuck use this podcast as a conversation starter if it's something that you want to do hey i was listening to this thing the other day and they were talking about x y and z what do you think you know whatever it is start the conversation communication's a massive thing and i know that it's been a big key point of our relationship and i'm constantly harping on about it often women are really in their heads and men just look at things at face value our minds work completely different. So what, you know, one person might be thinking, the other person is not thinking whatsoever and the communication's just completely misdrewed. So if you're actually having that conversation and saying those words to each other, you're like, oh, 
then you can move forward from there. Amen, girl. <laughs> I know in conversations that I've had, there are a lot of men that suffer from premature ejaculation. I know you guys have got some product that can assist with this. Have you got any recommendations? Firstly, I would recommend for them to not overthink it. Tell their partners to take their time. It's not always about the end game. It's absolutely a journey. So don't focus on the destination or don't put that pressure on yourself or have your partner not to put that pressure on themselves to achieve an orgasm because sexual pleasure and experience is so much more about just achieving the orgasm. And I think that's the reason why so many men do possibly experience premature ejaculation they get really caught up in their head about they get it. caught yeah. up in it so yeah. if anything yeah there are products that would help but if anything i would say slow down have a breath and start again so having that sexual connection not only with yourself but also with your partner really helps with your relationship and obviously opens up communication too i've actually had it happen to me several times even to a few friends if there's pent-up energy or issues going on in the relationship that when you actually do orgasm and come, you actually release a lot of energy and within that you actually start uncontrollably crying. The first time that it happened to me, I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? And I was really self-conscious about it and instantly, obviously, my husband thought that he'd hurt me in some sort of way, and I, but I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> I just had to roll with it. Um, and it's happened uh, lots of times since and I was chatting to a girlfriend the other day and I'd warned her that it may happen to her and of course like clockwork it did so just know that if this does happen to you I've now started calling it a cry come <laughs> um, or it happens to you in the future just know that it does actually happen it does happen because when you have an orgasm your body so your body is experienced desire and when you have an orgasm that's when you're at your sexual peak Yep. that experience it's a release of endorphins and it's also a release of dopamines and they are your happy hormones it's the heightened blood pressure so yes you will cry when you have orgasms yes that is normal and as you said it is the ultimate release and you'll find that after that happens your skin is so sensitive so the smallest touch will make you gasp will make you some people will continue to push through that and yep. power to you some <laughs> people are like do not touch me i am i am done yeah so yep. and that's the thing talk about it yeah no you can go again though <laughs> yes so there is actually something um yep. There's sort of a period of time where it's like, don't, don't touch me, don't touch me. But then it's like, okay, yeah, I can go again. And girl, if you want to go for multiples, go for multiples. This is the thing. Now, there is actually a small percentage of women who are multi-orgasmic, right? So you have women who, after they experience an orgasm or they reach climax, they're like, stop, don't touch me. I'm sensitive. I'm done. Yeah. Then there are other women who are like, uh -huh, that's cute. <laughs> Let's go again. Let's go again. And that is, again, that is normal. But mm. I think through... A lack of conversation, women kind of go, oh, well, is it weird of me if I can't do this? Or is it weird of me if I can do this? So, again, it, it comes back to communication. It comes back to finding what you like. And it's all normal. It is normal. Mm. Yeah. I just need, we really need to, everybody to know that whatever it is, it's normal. And if you think that it's not normal, you maybe need to go and see a medical practitioner about it. <laughs> So I didn't realize there was actually as many health benefits from 
orgasms as what there is but I love the content that is inside your private Facebook group which I'm going to pop the link for in the show notes so if you want to get in contact with Brooke you can um, and also get in on her content because it's very educational and it's entertaining but mostly educational and I think it's just a really great place to be and it's a really good place to see other women talking about things and knowing that what you're going through is normal. One thing that you shared is that there are seven different types of orgasms. Holy shit. (laughs) For starters, um, thank you for mentioning that group. I think I pride myself on it being a a safe space for women to connect, for women to learn, for women to maybe just keep an eye on different things they're wanting to try. Um, And when it comes to orgasms, that's definitely something I discuss because orgasms are normal Mm. and there are a number of different ways that you can be stimulated that can help you achieve that so in terms of orgasms you have orgasms from clitoral stimulation orgasms from penetration which is actually a g-spot i think clitoral orgasms are probably the most common that's right in conversations that i'm having with other women around me that's usually the go-to way of having an orgasm and look it's the quickest and easiest way to get (laughs) over the line in my opinion But, yeah, knowing that there is also clitoral and internal, Mm -hmm. and both of those together, holy fucking shit. (laughs) 80% of women need some sort of clitoral stimulation to help them achieve an orgasm. And a lot of women have said to me at my parties, well, I don't have sex during penetration with my partner, whether it's using fingers with a female partner or an accessory like a strap-on, or if they're with a male, they're like, well, the penis doesn't quite hit. And one thing I think... You need to tap that back. back This is the thing. And one thing I think people fail to understand is that orgasm from penetration actually comes from your G-spot. And a lot of the time, the G-spot isn't hit with penises. It's often hit with fingers or a bedroom accessory. So when you're taking that time to slow down, learn your body, these are the things that you start to learn. And with a bit of clitoral stimulation through masturbation as well, it's something that you can achieve. Another orgasm that... um, we didn't know that we could have is through anal play. Absolutely. And I know I felt you go in a sphincter lockdown, <laughs> right? Like some of you are like, I cannot. Yeah. But, and I know, you know, some people have had really traumatic experiences. Yeah. Anal is one of those, I think, you know, some people might be open to talk about sex, but people really fucking don't want to talk about anal. For me personally, the trust really needs to be there and the communication needs to be open because it can be painful and also quite dangerous um but just know that anal orgasms have no comparison to just sticking a soapy finger up your ass in the shower (laughs) it's very different it's very different and you know what if we're talking about the science behind it it's because the wall between the anus and the vagina is very very thin and what actually happens is when you're experiencing anal penetration be it fingers partner whether it's a male partner um or a bedroom accessory it's actually massaging the g-spot from the other side so that is what is actually responsible for the orgasm during anal play one thing i would recommend is if you are exploring anal play lube up please for the love of god oh yes it's not (laughs) self-lubricating okay so we are going to get dry we are going to get uncomfortable you need a lubricant another one is relax okay Maybe take a shot or two if that's what you need. That's fine. <laughs> shots, um, shots, But again, shots. communication. Faster, slower. Harder, softer. Yes, no. Use your words. Okay, yeah. that was such a mum thing to say. I was just going to say. But use your words. 
<laughs> lubricant because, as you said, anal play can be very, very intense in terms of orgasms. Um, it can be a great experience. Have a few clitoral orgasms first. Relax your body and then explore that passage. Yeah. But um, orgasms, there are so many different ways that they can be stimulated. Different erogenous zones on our body, you know, kissing behind the ear or, you know, touching the breasts or the thighs. They all lead to orgasms. Yeah. But we're so scared to try these yeah. things. Those sorts of things can be trialed in foreplay, kissing around the ears, around the breasts, in the thighs, all that sort of stuff. That should be stuff that's happening in foreplay if that's what you're into. You know, maybe you're into spanking instead, so, you know, go for gold on that. Exactly. So clitoral, inter- uh, internal, anal. Yep, nipple stimulation. Nipple stimulation. I've actually had a girlfriend told me that she had an orgasm from nipple stimulation and I didn't believe her. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a small percentage of women. I think statistically it's only about 14%. Um, but the thing is, it's, again, it's normal. And then mm. you've got different orgasms that come from tantric sex, that come from, you know, I know women who can literally have an orgasm just from thinking about it. That is I've like heard a about superpower. this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, explore what you like. It's possible for all of us just because you haven't achieved an orgasm either clitorally or G-spot or through anal penetration. It doesn't mean that you can't. I've actually also heard it becoming a little bit more common nowadays that it's actually taking people a little bit longer and more difficult to reach orgasm because of the amount of porn that they're watching as well. Yes, I have heard that. Which I think is going to become maybe a bit of an issue down the track, you know, in sort of 50, 60 years time where it's maybe going to slow down the birth rate or something like that as well well i think porn if i'm honest it offers an unrealistic expectation of what sex and sexual experiences are absolutely and yeah, it's, it's a movie it is a movie yeah. and this is the thing it is paid actors yeah and we don't realize that and i think too we're putting so much pressure on ourselves to be that porn star yeah. or sound like the porn star yeah. or ejaculate like that porn star yeah. that we're getting so in our head and yeah. it's actually doing the opposite. Yeah. But you're only seeing what's happening on screen. You're not seeing that Dirk Diggler's getting jacked off, you know, for 45 <laughs> minutes before he even goes on set to keep him that Dirk hard Diggler. or, you know, how many cuts they've taken to get that one shot. And, you know, he's probably come 14 times in that amount of time. Men who are suffering from premature ejaculation, they're really getting in their own head about this sort of stuff. They really are. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. I think uh, we're going to have to have you back to discuss kinks and wild desires because why the fuck not? I am so in. Thank Uh, you so much for the invitation episode would have gone for way too long had we included that in so welcome back another time and we'll be having brooke back on at another stage i have popped the link for brooke's private facebook group into the notes if you want to get in contact with her for any products or help or anything like that sexual health questions the links in the show notes for that so you can get in contact But thanks so much for joining and we will see you again soon. Thanks, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us today, beauties. I hope you laughed as much as I did. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to send me a DM on Instagram at midlife.eve or even better, share a screenshot of this podcast on your Instagram stories and tag me so I can say thank you for listening. Tune in for next week's episode.